Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I warned you guys on the left. I told you. You guys are blowing up norms. You're writing new sets of rules because orange man bad. And you're really not going to like it when the right starts adopting and using your set of standards against you. And here we are. Here we are today. Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Speaker of the House, Republican, announces an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Way overdue, but better late than never, I would say. The evidence is pretty, uh, pretty formidable. Unless, of course, you're a leftist moon bat that refuses to educate themselves on what the evidence might be. There's this demand for proof. Like, for example, Kyle Griffin. You don't need to know who this guy is. He works at MSNBC. He's a producer for a couple of the talking heads over there. And he's still trotting out this shop-worn uh, defense that the, uh, the the leftists and the media, but I repeat myself, have been using as they've had to constantly retreat from the Joe Biden didn't know anything about anything position that they initially took and Joe Biden took about the family business, right? The original position was Joe Biden doesn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business dealings. He never talks with his son about business. It's there's a wall between him and the business and all this. And what we have learned over the course of the last three years, actually going all the way back to the laptop. But what has become vital is the whistleblower testimony that has come out and uh, the constant pushing for more and more information, depositions, right? People to go on the record, more investigations, more records to be subpoenaed and collected and then dropped into the timeline. And as you start building that chronology, you see very clearly and I have documented this all before, so I'm not going to rehash it. For the leftists who want to go back and listen, just go to the podcast page. You can find all of the um, all of the links there and pick one. I think, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I think I did a pretty good job of resetting each hour. So one is not dependent on the next. So you can just go and find one particular podcast that has the topic that you are interested in or one that you haven't heard of, let's say. For example, if you're like Philip Bump from the Washington Post and you have no idea, I have no idea about the uh, text message. That's my Philip Bump uh, impression, by the way. But um, he has he, he has no clue about what to make of the text message from Hunter Biden to his sister, Ashley, when he says, I'm not at least I'm not going to make you give half of your income to pop. You know, unlike pop, I'm not going to make you give half your income to me. Or maybe that's his daughter. Is that his daughter? I don't even know. I can't keep them all straight. It doesn't matter to me. The point is that he makes this comment in a text message, which then, of course, is recovered because he synced up his phone with his laptop, and then he abandoned the laptop at a store in Delaware. 
And that guy turned it over to the FBI, who sat on it and didn't tell anybody about the contents and then didn't tell the IRS investigators about the contents, even though it would have helped in their investigation. Then they tried to cut a sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden, let him uh, get immunity for any crimes that he may or may not have committed at any point in any time in his life. If he pleads guilty, gets no time, pays back some taxes, not all the taxes he owes, of course, because, you know, being a, a rich white male of privilege you don't need to pay back all of your taxes, right? I mean, that's the Democrat way. That's preserving the democracy. That's, uh, that's equity, as I understand it. And so the text from Biden to Ashley Biden, from Hunter Biden to Ashley Biden, that is what we call evidence. That is a piece of evidence See how that works? It's just, I'm not saying it proves anything. It's not a smoking gun. I mean, it's pretty close, but it's not a smoking gun. And so it's a piece of evidence. So what do you want to do with this piece of evidence? I know, I know, I hear you, leftist moon bets. I hear you. You just want to ignore it. I do not. I do not want to ignore it. It's a piece of evidence. And I think if we're going to look at all evidence, then, you know, we should look at all the evidence. And one of the pieces of evidence is the text message where he says he gives half of his income to his dad. And he says it in a text message that he does not obviously anticipate becoming public. And so there is no reason for him to lie. There's no reason for I mean, unless maybe he's, you know, trying to play the poor me card and, you know, dad takes all my money and <laughs> kind of thing. But, um, yeah, no, the, the text message is a piece of evidence. And so you need to look at that. And, and you look at that in relationship to what? To the movement of money, the shell companies that are established, where money is coming from, where does it go, right? You have to, you got to build the case in order to prove the charge. And you build the case based on evidence, And the text message is a piece of evidence. Now, for Kyle Griffin at MSNBC, you know, he wants everybody to know the investigation, to be clear, he says, the investigations haven't uncovered any direct evidence that Biden profited off his son's foreign work. They, okay, because there hasn't been a check that has arrived in any of the investigative inboxes, I guess. Uh, They have not found a check that says, you know, to Joe Biden for corruption. You know, memo line, quid pro quo, you know, in the pocket of the Russian oligarchs or, you know, uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh's puppet from China. Like that, it didn't say that in the memo. And so, therefore, there's no direct evidence. But here's the thing. People are convicted all the time on circumstantial evidence. There's direct evidence. I saw this person do this thing, right? Or circumstantial evidence. And most of the time it's circumstantial evidence. Prosecutors build a case based off of this, you know, large amount of evidence that all points to one direction. As one um, prosecutor said, it may have been, uh, I don't remember what case, it may have been the uh, Ray Carruth capital murder. Well, no, he didn't go for capital murder. Maybe he did. Oh, man, what was that, 20 years ago? Anyway, the, one of the prosecutors, when I used to cover trials, and one of the prosecutors said, you know, either all of this stuff, all of this evidence points to the fact that he is guilty, or this person is the most unluckiest person to ever walk the face of the planet. Because all this evidence points there. 
And so is it more reasonable to conclude that all this evidence points to guilt, even though the person's not guilty? Or is it more reasonable to believe that they're guilty? Because that's why the evidence points in that direction. That's what's called the reasonable doubt standard. Do you have a, do you have a doubt that a reasonable person might hold given the evidence, given the testimony? It's not beyond a shadow of a doubt. People think that that's the standard, and it's not. It's just a reasonable doubt. For, and that's the criminal conviction level. The civil is just 50% plus one. A preponderance of the evidence, they say. All you got to do is just be a little bit more, you know, 51, 49% towards guilty, then they're guilty or they're liable in a civil case. And so this is still the retreat position of the leftist in defense of Biden is that there's no direct evidence. Meanwhile, they want to shut down any kind of investigation that would lead to the collection of said direct evidence. So it's a bad faith argument. Much like, uh, who is this uh, idiot here? Um, let me see here. Do, 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 do. Up, up, uh. Michael in Oakland. I don't know if that's his real name or if that's where he really lives. But he, he follows this uh, same line uh, where he says that uh, this proves what exactly? Be specific. And so I responded to Michael because, you know me, I'm a giver, you know? And so I'm like, hey, go check out the podcast. I did a whole bunch of this stuff. You can hear all this. I ain't going to go listen to your stupid podcast. I'm like, okay, well, then you're not actually interested in getting the evidence, right? You tell me to prove it to you. I'm going to present some evidence. Not that I collected it. I just compiled it. Other people collected it. Other people found it. They did the interviews. You had the House and um, uh, Committee investigations, right? You've got subpoenas. You've got news uh, reports on it. you got a lot of different sources, and I kind of aggregated some over the last two years. I've been doing regular shows on it, keeping people updated on latest developments. And so here you go. Go check it out. No, no, no. I don't want to look. That's essentially what the response is. And this allows them to keep saying, no direct evidence, no direct evidence. When you say, here's the evidence, I don't want to look at it. Okay, you're blocked. McCarthy announces impeachment inquiry, alleges that Biden did lie to the American people about his knowledge of the family business. That's true. Cites nearly $20 million in foreign payments to the Biden family business. That is true. And says former vice president's office coordinated with Hunter's associates about Burisma. And that is true as well. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Bob, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. Hey, Pete. Hey. How are you today? I, I'm good, sir. Doing well, I'm on my walk, and I might sound a little winded, but I'll still make really smart comments. Bob, I, I get the feeling you know, you're always winded. I'm starting to wonder if you actually even are walking. Either that or I'm a pervert. That's that's. All righty. What do we got going on, sir? What's your uh, What are your thoughts? 
Okay, before the comment, just wanted to bring up something and get your permission. There's an Apple event at 1 o'clock, and I normally don't miss those. Can I switch over to that and then catch hour two and three of your show on podcast later? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the beauty of the podcast. It's all on demand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, okay, well, cool. Okay, just wanted to check. Yeah, sir. I appreciate like, it. Flip anything by you. Is it a good idea for the Republicans and the Republicanettes to impeach Biden? I mean, he's certainly impeachable, mm-hmm. but we, we know a few things. One is that he's not going to be taken out of office. Not by impeachment, anyway. And uh, it's and and it runs the risk of you know is this going to be Biden's mugshot that he'll be able to raise funds on and so forth, mm-hmm. like like Trump did. Mm-hmm. What what are we going to gain from this impeachment? And will this mean that we will always impeach every president from now until the Lord comes? Yeah. So, uh, you, all right. So there's a couple of questions there. Uh, I'm trying to write them down as you were going. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Forever. I'll say forever impeachments. Okay. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Okay, so uh, here is the uh, here's the video. Senator Fetterman, who I hear you cannot find a Fetterman, um, he reacts to Speaker McCarthy moving forward with a House impeachment inquiry into POTUS. Ask you about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. Okay, so as one who is fluent in sarcasm, I am detecting a very high reading of the sarcasm from Fetterman. For the love of me, would somebody buy this man a suit? God. Like, he's got, like, the athletic shorts on with, like, a button down. Just, okay. That is just, that is the worst, worst look. Okay, hang on. I amend my comment. That is the worst look if it includes Crocs. That is the, I I, I do not understand this fashion. It's not even fashion. It's, it's, it's sofa wear. That's what it is. Dude, just go with just go with the moo Just do a moo Wear the moo There's no reason. I mean, look, I get it. You're a very large man. 
you have an odd gait, um, and uh, you would like to kind of uh, wear something that hides it, slims it, whatever. But that that collared shirt with the pockets on both, uh, uh, you know, both sides of the chest there, uh, with the sort of uh, uh, the rigid shoulder, uh, 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 the line, seam line up there, right? Okay, that doesn't make you look like you got the muscles, man. It it doesn't. Trust me, it doesn't. Just go with the muumu. Get yourself a big sheet, you know, uh, cut a hole right in the center of it, and just throw it over you like a daishiki or something, you know. You'll be a lot more comfortable. And depending on the pattern of the sheet you are using, you're going to look a little bit more formal than you look in this ridiculous outfit you are wearing. But he's also doing this thing where he's like, uh, where he's like, ooh, and he ha- he has his hands up and he's like wiggling his fingers. Ooh, I'm so scared. And he's wiggling his fingers at the camera. He's, he's a child. He's a man child. He's like a seven foot, 400 pound man child. Ridiculous. Um, earlier I said it was Ashley Biden that got the text message from Hunter. And I, and I was like, well, wait a minute. But Ashley Biden is the sister. And that didn't make any sense. So, okay. So I was wrong. It was Naomi. Naomi Biden is Hunter Biden's daughter. So he was telling Naomi, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. He groused to daughter Naomi in January, way back in January 2019. Quote, it's really hard. But don't worry, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Pop is Joe Biden, right? That is what we call evidence. He's telling his daughter that he has to pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. What does that mean? That means the money he is collecting from the foreign sources is going to the family. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Again, he's there saying that he's giving half of his salary to his father. Now, I don't know if dad is sending that money out to other places. I mean, Joe Biden was vice president. He was senator. Now he's president, so he makes a salary. He gets money from taxpayers, right, to do his job. Well, maybe he just, you know, moves the money around because the house is all over Delaware and Maryland or whatever. They're all paid for by now. I don't know. But he still collected the money from Hunter Biden. And once again, what was the business or service that was provided by Hunter Biden? What was he selling for millions and millions and millions of dollars? His father, access to his father. And when dad gets paid, now he's part of the business. And we know that they talked about it, despite what Joe Biden lied about, right, earlier for years, saying he never talked to his son about business. We now know that's a lie. So that's evidence, too. And you stack it all up, and now we are into impeachment inquiry territory, as well we should be, as well we should be. These are the rules. You guys wrote them. You guys wrote them. You impeached Donald Trump over that phone call that he made to Zelensky. You alleged it was a quid pro quo. 
You said that he was, you know, trading on access in order to get something of a political nature. And that is precisely what we have here. Precisely what we have here. Except here, you don't have to do really a lot of interpretation about it. You've got records. With the Trump phone call, all we had was one phone call and a conversation and people trying to act as like the Trump whisperer and decipher what it is that he's asking for. And and then you got the language barrier thing with Zelensky not understanding Trump, Trump not really understanding Zelensky and saying, oh, I just, what did he want? He wanted confirmation, Trump wanted confirmation about this, about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden and Burisma. That's what he wanted. And he's and. Zelensky said, I would very much like to come to White House. And okay, you want to come to the White House? Do me a favor, uh, find me some stuff on whatever happened there. I, I need to know what's going on with this corruption in your country and the connections with Joe Biden. And for that, he got impeached because it was deemed to be a quid pro quo. If that's a quid pro quo, then so is Joe. Sorry. Again, I didn't write the rules, guys. You did. Although actually... One of the things that you can impeach a president for is bribery. It's right there and treason. But bribery is right there in the text of the Constitution. So you don't even have to kind of do the mental gymnastics like the left had to do with the Trump phone call in order to get to the impeachment, right? All they cared about was getting the impeachment. Now, we got a call from Bob earlier. I almost forgot. He says, is this a good idea And uh, to do this before the election? So here's what I think. They need to pursue the inquiry and they need to keep going with the inquiry. And I don't know if they need unless I mean, if they get evidence that's like silver bullet evidence, you know, then, yes, you impeach. Even if it means you lose the uh, the the House. I don't care. You impeach him, even if it means that the Senate won't convict him. I don't care. He needs to be impeached if the evidence is there to uh, garner an impeachment vote, to warrant an impeachment vote, then you do it, right? If you're still in the process of collecting the evidence, then you do the impeachment. You have that whole thing, just politically speaking, you have the whole thing swirling over him as he's running. And then he can't dodge the questions because he's going to have to be on the campaign trail from his basement. So, you know, maybe a debate or two. This is where Trump, I think, is making a big mistake, because if he's not going to ever debate Joe Biden, how do you get this stuff in front of a large portion of the American public that has never heard any of this evidence? You know, willfully ignorant or just blind to it because they don't get any of this coverage in their preferred news sources. So when Bob uh, called, he asked, is this really a good idea to impeach Biden ahead of the election and give him a mugshot, much like Donald Trump's mugshot kind of thing? Um I think that we have to be willing to play by the same set of rules. We need a consistent standard. And I said this back when they, uh, when I was up in Asheville and they impeached Donald Trump the first time. I said, you know what? Maybe we should just have the constant specter of impeachment hanging over every single president from now on. As soon as they swear themselves in, then you, you, you hit them with some impeachment charges. Just, you know. I mean, you could leave it blank and just be like, I'm going to fill this in as soon as I get a hanker into, you know, you just have an impeachment inquiry and a standing inquiry all the time. I said that at the time. And so these are the these are the norms and, and, and Democrats, they, you know, they're very 
they're very performative about this stuff, right? They're very emotional, and uh, they they approach this stuff from like a, a sort of a branding and a marketing and a feelings sort of uh, uh, posture. And so they really wanted to impeach Trump because then to be like, we showed him, look at us. And, you know, the music kind of rises behind them. And they're like, we won. You know, and then like the movie ends. Or we go to commercial. And, yeah, we're not in a movie. And we're not on a TV show. And so there is no commercial break. You didn't actually win anything. You just made him stronger. Right? Like that's, <laughs> you, that, you didn't. You didn't take him out with the first impeachment, but you didn't care. It's like Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech behind him at the State of the Union. It's all performative. It makes them feel good. It's like Kathy Griffin holding the the severed head thing. Oh, so brave, you know? Well, but now we're going to actually start using these weapons against you. I don't like it. I was opposed to it. I didn't think you should do it, but you did it. I said you shouldn't do it because if you did it, then we're going to do it to you. And now, yeah, you're getting it done to you and you don't like it. For example, Democratic Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis charging former President Donald Trump under the RICO Act, right? Now, shoes on the other foot. Because the Republican Attorney General in Georgia, he's indicting 61 radicals under the same statute, except these are leftists. Yeah, these are the ones that have been attacking police, burning stuff, right, out in that uh, quote-unquote cop city, right, the police academy, fire academy, training facility that they're trying to build out there. Yeah, he's charged 61 of them under RICO statutes. 61 of them in Fulton County. And, of course, now this is, oh, my goodness. I wonder if Michael Marsicano's kid is going to be part of that. Probably. Attorney General Chris Carr put the extremists on notice saying, quote, we are not Oregon. We are not California. We are not Washington. You cannot come to our state, break our laws, throw rocks at our buildings, damage property and shoot police officers. You can and you will be charged. And that's exactly what we are doing. By the way, the um, where is it? The uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper confirmed that the Fulton County grand jury used to indict Trump. And his co-defendants, same ones that handed up these indictments. 43 of the defendants were previously charged with domestic terrorism. And of the 61 suspects that were indicted total, only 13 are from the state of Georgia. And so what the accusation here is that they are part of an organized crime effort, right? That you don't have to be guilty of every act if you are part of this organization that endorses all of the acts as part of its criminal enterprise. That's what they said about Trump and the overturning of the election and sedition, although they didn't actually charge him with that. So, by the way, how do you prevent Trump or anybody, for that matter, from uh, from holding office, from getting sworn in if they've never actually been convicted of sedition? Right. How does that how does that work? I don't know. Anyway, I'm not a legal scholar, um, but I read some. I read some of them. So right now, everybody's going to try to make this about Hunter Biden, everybody on the left and the media. But I repeat myself, they're going to say this this impeachment inquiry is just about Hunter. It's not about Joe. There's no direct evidence yet. 